What's going on? Hope you all had a great weekend. Welcome into a game day edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson, joined, of course, by Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com. And today, the radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffin, and he joins me as he'll be on the call for tonight's Pelicans and Heat preseason game, along with John DeShazer. First off, first off both of you, happy game day. It, it's been a while since we've been able to talk about a game. I know it's preseason, but Todd, I, I know you're antsy to get back on the air tonight. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Yes, I am antsy. It has been quite some time. I hope I remember how to do it, but they say it's just like riding a bike. So we'll uh, we'll get our first look at the team uh, tonight. Obviously very excited just to see the new faces, how they're going to mesh on the floor. Of course, the new coaching staff. So a lot of firsts here this evening as, uh, as we will watch via monitor, but at least we've got basketball. And Jim, I know you, uh, you know, we've talked about this before and you've experienced the bubble as well, watching the games from inside the arena. But at the same time, it's probably odd for you and all of us that we'd be in Miami right now. Of course, if it wasn't for this pandemic, just uh, another, you know, odd way to start a season. But uh, like Todd mentioned, it's just good to have some basketball back. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm just grateful that we have games again. I've said this a lot, especially lately, that as a writer, I just need some games. I know these are just preseason, these, the two games that are going to be this week, but um, the Pelicans have played eight games that count in the last nine plus months since March 8th. So when I think about that in terms of how I've covered the team and what I've written over the last nine months, it's great to do features. It's great to analyze different stuff and speculate about different things, but I just love having the tangible um, factor of, okay, they played in this game and they did this and they did X, Y, Z. And we can talk about things in a lot more of a, a finite way. Um, I always say, too, I, I don't know if I could ever be a football writer because I don't like the ratio of how much they talk about stuff compared to how much they actually play the games. I kind of feel like a football writer based on the way things have gone this year, like I mentioned, as far as only playing eight real games in nine months. So I'm ready to get back into a, a groove here of playing every other day, and and I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There's – a million reasons we probably don't have time to get into of why this season is exciting for the Pelicans and the NBA overall. So I, I can't wait. I'm happy to have the two games this week, but then even more so just to be able to start for real back up uh, next week, right before Christmas. As long as you don't write that Zion Williamson through for seven touchdowns tonight, I think you'll be okay <laughs> in your recap. Uh, Jim, before we get into uh, what you all are expecting say, Jim, uh, I know this is a different preseason and everyone either has two preseason games. Some are playing three, some are playing four around the league. Are you going to evaluate this preseason different than any others based on the lack of time these guys have had with one another? Um, whether the Pelicans have had a new regime with a new head coach, or do you kind of take these two games as you would any other preseason? How, how are you going to use these two games to evaluate what you would like to see uh, before the Pelicans open up next week? I definitely think it's different in a lot of ways, especially just based on the fact that you only have two games and the, the timeline to bring everybody in here is so compressed compared to what it normally would be. I mean, I, I think over the last few years, you've noticed a trend around the NBA, not just in New Orleans, where you start seeing guys show up around Labor Day for voluntary workouts, and they have a good amount of time to not only play together on the court, but kind of get to know each other a little better. I mean, all, none of that is here in this, in this case not to mention the fact that you can't do as much socially as you would be under normal circumstances. So um, to, to answer your question, I think 
Um, you have to evaluate this differently than you normally would just based on all of the extenuating circumstances. I think for me, um, I'm going to look maybe there might be some specific things I want to see in the first couple preseason games, but there definitely won't be anything where we're, where anyone should say like, oh, they played they played terribly. So let's panic or they played amazing. So they're going to win a championship. Um, I think a lot of that team stuff is going to kind of be put to the side, but there are certain specific things I want to see in, in terms of what progress they can make um, defensively is one of them. Um, we might get into this in more detail later, but even that, I mean, how much can you really judge and evaluate based on um, these two games against the heat and the bucks going into the regular season? I don't, I just don't think you're going to be able to make too many big conclusions. What about you, Todd? Does that change yeah. your perspective a little bit? No, I agree with Jim. Um, and again, there's only so much you can do in the, in the short amount of time that they've actually been on the floor together. I mean, you think about it, they had individual workouts prior to their fir first full practice. So they've really only been on the court for a week uh, as a team. And Jim, you're exactly right. I mean, how fortunate were we last summer to be able to go in there and watch those guys work out every single day? Uh, for at least 90 minutes. So they just haven't had the amount of time on the court uh, as it would be for a regular offseason. We got 10 new faces on this team, guys. So it's going to take a little while, and I know the, the, the fan hates this word, but I just think we're going to have to be patient uh, and see where it goes. Like, you got, like we talked about, you got a new staff, you got 10 new guys on the team. They've got a mesh, they've got a gel, and it's not going to happen overnight. So I just think just let Coach Van Gundy do what he does. Let the team play together. You know, he already said uh, yesterday before the team took off to Miami that expect to see starters go 30 minutes maybe uh, in tonight's game. When does that ever happen in a first right. preseason game? So he's just trying to get guys on the court as long as they can just to get some type of rhythm, some type of flow. And, Daniel, we talked about this a couple days ago. Why just two preseason games for the Pelicans when some teams are playing three, some teams are playing four. And I thought you had a great point. Look, we've got so many new faces on the team. I don't think it's going to do them any good as far as just getting out there and playing games against other guys. They've got to practice and, and get their own house together, so to speak, before you start playing other guys. Now, of course, the guys on the Pelicans themselves are saying we're tired of beating each other up because they've had some pretty long practices in the last week. And I think it's going to be welcome for them uh, to go against somebody else with, with a different uniform tonight. But, you know, just in the grand scheme of things, they just got to progress and, and, and get as much time on the floor as they can with each other prior to that first regular season game in a week. I do think it's interesting too. This is something that Stan Van Gundy talked about yesterday probably mostly because I asked him, but the, the part about how the quality of the competition to start this season, including in preseason is very high. So I think long-term that might be something that helps them in, in terms of starting with a team that won the Eastern conference last year in the heat, uh, Milwaukee had the best record in the league. And then the regular season, they start with Toronto that won the championship two seasons ago and is still a very good team. Um, and then they play Miami again in a real game, which I'm sure they'll look, the heat will look a lot different than they do tonight. So it might short term, it might not look great because you're playing against teams that have a lot more chemistry. They have so much more familiarity with each other. I mean, I, I don't think the heat 
have really a lot of work to do. They're, I'm sure they're much more focused on making sure that their guys are rested and that they're ready to go. But the chemistry part of it, they pretty much have already nailed down because they've made so few changes. So it's, it's pretty, it's going to, I think that's going to be interesting as well. But as Todd said, I, I think you got to just let coach Van Gundy do what he's got to do because you know, you, you, you can't expect instant results and, and maybe even more so when you factor in the teams that they're playing against this week. And that's why he's here, Jim. I mean, that that's why he's here to build that culture. And as I said, it doesn't happen overnight. And, and just to piggyback on what you were talking about the heat, I mean, think about it. They went to the finals last year. It's been basically two months since they lost to the Lakers in that game six and their season ended. They're bringing back 13 guys from that team. Basically the entire team is back. So it, it's almost like an extension of last season for Miami. They're really not, they're not worried about rotations and, and chemistry. They're basically picking up where they left off. And I think that's a very good test for this Pelicans team. You talked about it, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Heat again. You're jumping right in. I mean, there, there's no let's uh, let's play the, the dredges of, of both conferences to, to ease into the season. No, you're going to find out what you need to do and how you need to do it very quickly uh, as we begin this year. And I think, you know, we talk about, you know, what they're using these two games for. And I think to put it in perspective, head coach Dan McGunny also talked about yesterday that, you know, with the COVID protocols, they have to test in the morning and they can't meet until about one o'clock this afternoon. And so they don't even have a shoot around. I mean, no shoot around. They're going to be in a ballroom kind of getting ready for this game. And I think that's going to be something that this whole team and everyone in the league has to get adjusted to new game day routines. It's not going to be as simple as, you know, team breakfast, shoot or shoot around team breakfast, get back and then get on the bus for a few hours. Everyone's going to have to figure out how their game day routine is going to change when you get to the arena, what protocols of when can you get on the floor, things like that. And, and also how Stan Van Gundy treats these game days. So I think the minute details for today and Friday are going to be just also how are game days, what are game days going to look like here uh, during COVID? I think, we're, we're all learning as we go with this. I'm, I was wondering if part of the way the setup is going to be for road teams this year too, is that it makes sense to just go to the arena once instead of twice. Right. You're, you're going to reduce the exposure that you have to, you know, the city and, and people that are walking around or whatever. So, but again, I, that's totally speculation by me, but I, there definitely will be a lot of things that get adjusted this year, just based on trying to be as safe as possible. And think about uh, when you're talking about the road teams, Jim, how early do you get to the arena? You're basically walking in there. Shoot arounds are important in the sense that you, you get an idea of the backdrop and, 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 you know, looking at the who, well, if you're walking into an arena for the first time now, of course you got veterans and been in these arenas before, but it's been quite some time. You want to get some feel of how everything's going to play. So what do you do? Get to the arena four hours ahead of time and do like a, a mini shoot around prior to your regular warm up. It, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Yep. Plus when you think about, you know, you're basically playing every other day. Right. I think it's going to be good for these players to use that shoot around time to rest and recover because there's not going to be as many two days off in between games as we've seen before. Sometimes you get three days off. It's going to be basically you play every other day and then you include, at the eventually 14 back to back. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use those times for recovery and rest and things like that. Let's get to the actual game tonight. And we talked about, uh, we've seen the injury report, no Eric Bledsoe tonight, no JJ Redick and Steven Adams is questionable. So as much as we want to see some of the new guys, 
two of the three, uh, two of the new guys potentially might not play tonight. We'll see if Steven Adams goes later on. Um, but Graf, when you when you're looking at some of the, the new guys and then also some of the uh, um, guys that return, you know, what who do you want to see tonight? Who who are you looking to see? Whether it's a debut, a Pelicans debut, or just someone that you know you're looking to see how they've evolved in the last year. Well, I, I think you know now that we know that that Bledsoe and Reddick aren't going to play, I think we're going to see a lot of the rookie Kyra Lewis Jr. I, I really do. I mean, if if, if stars are going to play 30 minutes tonight. I think he's going to be able to get on the floor for quite some time, considering the amount of guards we have, you know, you know, full disclosure. And, and we really need to thank uh, executive vice president of basketball operations, David Griffin for this. We have been able to watch practice uh, via video and we're very, very fortunate in that aspect because we thought going into this game tonight, guys, the first time we were going to see this team at all would have been tonight on a monitor. So that has not been the case. Uh, we, we have been able to watch practice. We have been able to watch uh, a scrimmage uh, that they had last Friday night. And, you know, something that's kind of impressed me a little bit has been the play of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I, I think he, is, he has shown a lot more confidence. Not that he wasn't confident before, but I think he was always on edge. And he even mentioned it himself with media availability last week. He was always worried about, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. And it's hard to play that way. I think he's playing a lot more free and easy. Uh, he's definitely not shy about putting up threes. That's that's for sure. Uh, and he's been pretty effective shooting the three ball. So I mean, I'm anxious to see how Nikhil does tonight. I'm anxious, I'm anxious to see how Jackson Hayes uh, does tonight. With maybe no Steven Adams, you figure it's going to be Jackson Hayes and Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, playing the five, of course, maybe with some Zion Williamson playing the five as well. So uh, there's a lot of little things that we're going to be able to watch in, in the next couple of days before we get into it for real uh, against the Raptors. But uh, I think the play of Nikhil and, and Kyra Lewis Jr. is something that's going to intrigue me tonight. Yeah, I mean, I picked Jackson Hayes for the picture of the preview game this morning, which was definitely no coincidence because – like you said, I hope that we get a chance to see him play. Um, I, I would love to see Steven Adams play as well, obviously, but if he's not able to get on the court, then we could see a lot of Jackson, which will be good. Um, you, you, My list was very similar to yours, Todd, as far as the players that you're looking Great for. minds, Jim. Great exactly, minds. <laughs> exactly. Gen two geniuses. <laughs> mind meld. Um, I'm about to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as uh, Kyra goes, though, um, there were a lot of – there was one day in particular when the media was asking a lot about him and there were a lot of complimentary things said about his game, um, getting to watch some of practice and scrimmages as, as Todd mentioned, I'm impressed by his shooting ability. Mm -hmm. I think JJ Redick mentioned this, that he, you know, JJ's like, I don't get to watch a lot of college basketball. I don't think any of us really do either because we're so busy during the season with the NBA and watching other teams. But um, I think when you see a guy, a point guard coming out of college, who's six, three, who's as quick as he is, you don't expect him to also be able to shoot threes and just have the spot up game that he does. I noticed when I was watching film of him from college that he has a really good pull up jumper. And I I've seen that a little bit too, in the um, amount of stuff that I've been able to watch of him. So he's, he definitely is impressive and somebody that I'm look, really looking forward to watching play. And I'm also going to add on the really extraordinarily obvious uh, answer to this question too, and say, I'm looking forward to watching Brandon Ingram and Zion I mean, both of those guys are a lot of fun. 
I think everybody's looking forward to watching Zion. I, I know, I think the game's on NBA TV tonight, so you're going to get a national audience beyond. Um, I'm sure tons of people are going to tune in tonight to Fox Sports New Orleans and, and also listen to your guys' broadcast. So um, everybody's excited to watch him play and, and see what he can do in his second season. And we'd love to see more than the one-third of the season that he got to play last year. I think that's one of the biggest things. No question, Jim. And to piggyback on what you're saying, I think we're going to see a different game from Zion this year. Uh, he is handling the ball a lot more than we saw a year ago. Uh, I've seen him bring the ball up the floor, which how many times can you – you could probably count on one hand the amount of times he did that last year. He has been a lot more aggressive as far as starting his game from the top of the key and driving it into the paint. And – you know, I, I'm kind of selfish. I'd like to see him maybe take it to the rack a little bit more than he's than he's doing. But when he gets into the paint, everyone collapses, and that leaves kick-out passes to guys who are wide open on the wings. So, again, that's something that I've just kind of noticed watching film the last week. And it's going to be really interesting to see how much he handles the ball starting at the top of the key and acts as, you know, maybe a uh, – we're going to have to say a new position, Jim, maybe a point – beast forward i don't know uh but if like that guy's it. got a head of steam coming down at me i'm not taking that charge i'm sorry absolutely i've always said last year if you see zion coming down the train tracks you best get out the way and i think that's something that uh, a lot of people are going to take note about uh, before i let you both go um it seems like in stan van gundy's training camp that defense is a huge emphasis um, especially that first practice, everyone talked about the three hour long practice and all they did was focus on defense, which is great to see. But when you're watching the game tonight or, or fans are listening or, or watching, uh, Jim, I'll start with you. Are, are there certain things on the defensive end that you're looking for? I know Stan Van Gundy is adamant about keeping guys out of the paint, whether it's dribble penetration or, or getting them, getting the offense to the free throw line. Is there anything particular you're looking for on the defensive end from this team? I think it starts with what you just said as far as trying to keep the ball out of the paint, keeping guards from penetrating. Unfortunately, we're not going to see Eric Bledsoe, who is one of the best guards in the league at, at doing, being able to do that. We're not going to see him tonight. But, I mean, that's the biggest key, I think, on the defensive end. I'm not sure how much we're going to be able to tell from not being there, but communication is obviously something that they've really emphasized and something that's really important. So, um, But I think one of the, one of the things that, that Stan Van Gundy said – during training camp that I thought was a really good point was because he was asked about pace. A lot of the teams that he's coached in the past have been kind of slower paced and the Pelicans were fourth in tempo last season. He said, you can't be a great running team unless you play defense at a, at a higher level. So they were 21st in defense. I, I can't, I'm sure a lot of fans are saying if they can be average, maybe if heck even like top 10, if they can be there defensively, imagine what this team can do on the fast break when you have finishers, like Zion and Brandon Ingram. And you also have Bledsoe now, who's a great end-to-end -end guard, who's one of the fastest players in the league and can do a, do a lot of stuff in transition. What are you, Todd? What, what are you two, looking for defensively? Two things. Uh, one, to go along with Jim. Again, the mind meld, communication. That has been such a stress point uh, during this training camp. Talk, talk, talk. You just don't want to see these communication breakdowns, which we saw so many times, unfortunately, last year, leading those easy buckets uh, in the paint, those wide-open layups. Those things have to be corrected, uh, and communication is a big part of that. The other thing is transition defense. It has been so stressed this week. When they, when 
when we're on the offensive end and somebody puts up a shot, you hear, get back, get back, get back. I mean, they are sprinting back to midcourt, and it is really starting to become ingrained on them. When you watch now a, a scrimmage, you're starting to see that and not, not think of, they're not thinking about it. They're just doing that. So already I think we're seeing Stan Van Gundy's influence on the defensive end because, again, you got to communicate and you've got to get back on defense and you can't have those live ball turnovers, obviously, which leads to fast break. So again, it's the first game. It's the first of many. Uh, and, you know, remember we did drop the uh, preseason championship banner a year ago when we uh, did go five and zero. Oh, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out, but I'm just looking forward to seeing the guys back on the court. And we'll hang that banner on Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> inside the Smoothie King Center. So get ready for that preseason ceremony as preseason champs last year. Hopefully we can repeat as we get ready for the Pelicans and Raptors next Wednesday in the regular season opener. Guys, I'm just really excited for tonight. I know a lot of the fans are ready to see this team, ready to hear them um, as well. And, of course, as Jim mentioned, you can watch tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans. You'll get the Miami Heat broadcast, but still you can watch it on Fox Sports New Orleans. And you can watch it on NBA TV if you're not in the New Orleans area. And of course, I'll encourage you to listen to Todd and John DeShazer on the radio, ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM as well. And then Friday will be the preseason wrap up against the Milwaukee Bucks at seven. We'll have more podcasts for you this week. Of course, Jim will have his recap on pelicans.com and the mobile app. And you can also follow him at Jim underscore Eichenhofer from in-game updates throughout this game and the entire year. Hope you all enjoy the game. Uh, We'll talk to you during the week. Until then, for Jim and Todd, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.